Well, today's sermon, we're going to start in Ephesians uh, chapter 2, verse 18. If you have your Bibles, open up there. Our sermon today is titled, The Potential of Prayer. And for those uh, people who do not believe in God, uh, often do not pray. Uh, and that's totally okay and understandable. If they don't believe in a higher power, a higher being, why pray? <laughs> why pray to that, that being? But we do see that those who don't believe in God often turn to prayer when there is a tragic event in our nation or in their life. If we remember 9-11, we saw a massive increase uh, in people attending church and people praying for our country and for those who were affected by that tragedy. People who would say, on any other day, I don't believe in God, they turned to God in prayer that day and those days following. We also see this pattern in their own personal life when a tragedy would occur in their own life. Maybe they were diagnosed with a serious illness or a tragedy occurred to them or a family member. They may say a few prayers to God. And we as Christians, we understand why they would turn to God in those moments. We like to see that, and we hope that God uses those moments to draw people to himself. Yet we know that that little tiny taste they get of prayer, and maybe the effects they see of prayer through those tragic moments that kind of spike in their life and in our nation, we know that there is so much more to prayer we know and we take joy in this truth in Ephesians chapter 2, 18, that through him, through Jesus, we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. That when we come to believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within us and we have access at all times to the throne room of our Heavenly Father. And this is an amazing gift and joy that we have as followers of Jesus. That at any point in the day, we can go to Him with our concerns, our thoughts, the things that are on our mind, people in our life, and concerns that we have. We can go to Him at any time of day or night, We have instant and immediate access to God. We don't have to go through some rituals. We don't have to somehow quiet our soul and and do some sort of meditations before we get into some sort of access to God. We can right now instantly pray and know that the words we are saying are being heard by our Heavenly Father in heaven. And that is amazing. And we have that ability And that afforded to us. Now, I looked into uh, some fun statistics on how much people pray uh, here in America. And actually, uh, there's a really fun uh, study where they actually break it down per state, per like activity. So for example, uh, they would say people in Pennsylvania, they work X amount of hours compared to people in New York who work X amount of hours. And they have all these different categories of different states and what different 
people, you know, the different activities they do and, and how much time they do for each activity. And now, even though we have this instant access to God and we can go to Him at all times for everything in our life, sadly, uh, this study showed that most Pennsylvanians uh, spend about eight minutes in prayer a day. Eight minutes in prayer a day. And actually, this is the national average. Uh, most states are around there, and if you, do, if you look at most studies, most studies would say, uh, in America, Christians pray about eight minutes. So we're around the national average. Now, that may not sound too bad. It's like eight minutes. Okay, and you think, okay, maybe you would think, well, where am I at? Am I more than that? Am I less than that? And you may say, okay, eight minutes, that's not, that's not too bad. But in this study, uh, there was also the category for leisure time activities. How much time in the day do we Pennsylvanians spend in leisure activities? And it came out to be five hours and 30 minutes. Five hours and 30 minutes that essentially we have free time uh, to do what we would like. And in our lives, uh, many of us, uh, and in our country as a whole, have been blessed with prosperity, uh, have been blessed with a lot of stuff and things in our life. Uh, America is known to have a lot of material things, uh, materialism uh, we highly value uh, in our culture. And so uh, we lean into that in our leisure time activities. We may uh, go golfing. I was just golfing yesterday. Uh, we uh, do any sort of outdoor activities. Uh, we have tons of entertainment afforded to us through Netflix and Hulu and you name it. We can watch TV uh, at any time. We can go on our phones and scroll through social media. Uh, we have an abundance of options of things that we can do for our downtime. And this study has shown that we spend about five hours and 30 minutes doing that. And now... In comparison to prayer, uh, I hope we start to see that maybe we can start spending more time in prayer. We have the flexibility, we have this time in our day to do this. And now, I noticed that uh, a quote from Mother Teresa. Most of you guys are familiar with Mother Teresa. Uh, if you don't know, she's a famous Catholic nun uh, who devoted her life to ministering to the poorest of the poor in India. And because of that, uh, she was really able to get a very unique experience into the human soul. And she grew in her popularity through this ministry that she had in India and was able to travel around the world and got to interact with different cultures. And when she came to our culture, uh, she said this. She said, the poverty in the West is a different kind of poverty. Okay, so she's seen a lot of poverty in the world. It is not only a poverty of loneliness, but, a, but also of spirituality. There is a hunger for love as there is a hunger for God. And so she was spending time with some of the poorest of the poor in the world. And when she came over into the western part of the hemisphere in the western world, she noticed that, yeah, we have a lot of stuff and a lot of things and and that's great, but there's a different type of poverty that exists in the West. And she said that is a spiritual poverty. And that we're longing after it. Deep down beneath all this 
surface level materialism that we strive after. She knows that deep down there is a hunger for God. And that we want to know God more. And so I've been reading this devotional with my wife, Elizabeth. It's called the Discerning the Voice of God uh, by Priscilla Shire. And in one of the days uh, of the devotional, um, she writes about really discerning the voice of God and being, dis- uh, being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And she was talking about how one of these moments uh, was when she was in a movie theater and she realized, I, I don't, you know, the Holy Spirit was impressing upon her that I can't be in watching this movie anymore. I have to leave. And she got up and left. She told of another instance uh, where she was in a conversation with someone and felt the Holy Spirit leading her and guiding her in that conversation to guide it towards Jesus. She told another situation where she was reading a book and she realized this book, even though it's a very popular book, I probably shouldn't be reading this. And, and the Holy Spirit was speaking to her in that moment. And she gave these examples because she said because of her prayer life and how often she was praying and just talking to God on a daily basis, that the Holy Spirit within her was very much alive and was almost in this conversation with God. And it wasn't that prayer was some sort of little few-minute thing you do before you go to sleep or before you eat or a few prayers you offer up for sick people, but that it was this ongoing sharing of her thoughts, of her feelings, of her concerns, of her burdens, of different people in her life throughout her day to the point where she felt sensitive to the Spirit's leading, even into a very big moment in her life where she was asked to be an actress in the movie War Room, which maybe some of you have seen. Uh, War Room is about prayer. Uh, And so she was asked to do that, and she wasn't really ever thinking she would be an actress. It's a pretty big thing to be asked to be put on a big screen and be put in front of tons of people to be assessed and uh, seen. And so through her prayer life, and because she was cultivating this ongoing prayer life, She was able to discern that God was leading her into being an actress for that film. And it became a very impactful and powerful movie that positively impacted tons of people's lives and their prayer life. And so our hope and our goal and what could be is that we can move into a space in our life where we're so in tune with the Spirit that it is in these daily moments in our life and those moments that become pivotal moments, those big pivotal decisions in our life, if we are cultivating that prayer life, we will be able to be in step with the Holy Spirit. Now, we have a lot of distractions in our world. We have a lot of things pulling for our attention that want to pull us away from this potential. I think here in our culture, I think one of the biggest distractions is entertainment is our phones, is Netflix. Because it is so easy to just veg. Right? It is so easy to become distracted by who's posting one on Facebook, to get sucked into different things on the internet, to binge watch your favorite show, and before you know it, three hours have gone by, uh, and you've now finished the season. 
These things aren't bad in and of themselves, but it really reduces and diminishes the potential of prayer in our life. It starts to take away what could be, what could be the potential of our prayer life and our relationship with God when these activities start to overshadow and start to dominate a lot of our life and our day. As we see, most of us spend anywhere between five hours, give or take a little bit, in some of these activities. And so we have to think about this question. Is it worth it? Is it worth it to not sit down on the couch when you get home from work and immediately turn on the TV and veg? Is it worth it? Is it worth it to take the time to pray, to talk to God? Because you start thinking, is it really going to do anything? Is it really going to change anything? Does God really hear me? What's really going to happen if I pray? You have to start thinking, is it worth it? We, start to, we can start moving into the immediate gratification of life. They're saying, well, you know, if I pray, I may have to wait years to see God answer this prayer. I'm just going to get my phone you know, and, and scroll. I'm just going to watch TV. I'm just going to watch the news and eat my favorite snack and, and just kind of veg out. You know, I, I don't want to invest into this, this type of life where it takes time to see a return on your investment sometime with prayer. But we know it is worth it. We know it is worth it. Why? Because prayer changes things. You know it and I know it. We know and have evidence that you've prayed for something in your life and God changed someone, changed you, or changed some situation because of that. Think about that moment right now. Maybe you were a young kid and that happened. You prayed a very simple prayer and God answered it almost immediately. Maybe it was this past week you prayed for something. Maybe you've been praying for something for years and now you finally start to see the change in that person's life. We know it's worth it because prayer does change things. We have to remember those moments, remember those times to give us confidence to keep praying and to pray more. Prayer changes things. It can change on a massive level, it can change things on a huge scale. There was a uh, revival that happened in New York in 1857. That seems like a long time ago, uh, but the ripple effects from that, I would argue, we can still feel from today. It's called the Businessman's Revival. And I'm going to read a section uh, from this article I found that describes a little bit about the time and place and, and what was going on and and what led this person, Jeremiah Ladfier, I'll throw a picture up there for him, for you. Look at that guy, handsome guy there. Uh, so, uh, Jeremiah Ladfier, he was a lay missionary who worked for the North Dutch Reformed Church in New York City in 1987. Ladfier invited businessmen all over New York to come to the North Dutch Church for one hour during their lunch break every Wednesday to do nothing but pray for revival. The lunch, meeting, lunch prayer meetings were a smashing success. By January 1858, similar prayer meetings were being held at churches all over New York City. So within a matter of months, 
This one man's idea to meet one day a week during everyone's lunch break, to meet at that church, started spreading across the city. Some churches were even starting to host daily prayer meetings during the lunch hour. The New York prayer meetings inspired smaller prayer movements in other cities such as Philadelphia, Cincinnati, and Charleston. By the time the revival ebbed in the fall of 1858, around one million Americans had converted and joined churches. Almost all of them lived in cities. Between 1859 and 1861, the prayer revival spread to the British Isles, where it is estimated another one million people were converted to Christ. Because of the rise of the modern missions movement in the previous two generations, the prayer revival also spread to parts of Africa, the Pacific Islands, and the East Indies. It was a global prayer revival. The famous evangelist Dwight L. Moody and Hudson Taylor, the pioneer of missionaries to China, each began their ministries during the prayer revival. So we see that prayer can change things on a massive scale. This one man's idea to meet during lunch hour for one hour to invite people to pray for revival to happen, not only in their city, not only in the country, but around the world, sparked a fire around the world to bring people to Christ. And that is the potential of prayer. We had this verse read today. Uh, that says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. God was telling Israel, prayer can change things. Prayer can turn things around. There is a massive amount of potential in prayer. But there is someone seeking to stop us in realizing the potential of prayer, and that is Satan. Satan knows the potential of prayer and seeks to diminish our prayer life. Every day we are in a spiritual battle to either diminish or realize the potential of prayer. Because prayer at its core is engaging in spiritual realities and spiritual warfare. And Satan knows the potential of what prayer can do in this world. And he's seeking to diminish our understanding, diminish our heart and love and potential for prayer. He does this by casting doubt in our lives. He starts to help us, he starts to remind us that maybe prayer doesn't work. He starts to whisper in our ear that that prayer you prayed is never going to get answered. He starts to say to us things that are not true. He wants to start diminishing the power of prayer because he has seen over and over again the potential of prayer to bring people to Christ and to transform lives around the world. He wants us to move as far away from this verse that was spoken through the Apostle Paul through the power of the Holy Spirit. It says to pray continually. Satan does not want to see that happen. He does not want to see us praying more. He wants us to see, he wants us, to see us praying less. And are we going to let him win in our prayer life, 
in our relationship with God, are we going to live out this verse? To pray continually. What does that look like? Well, it it doesn't look like uh, just closing your eyes and folding your hands and being in your bedroom nonstop praying. Uh, You may get pretty hungry. You may lose your job. You may lose a lot of friends if you never leave that room. Uh, What it means is that you are in a heart and heart state of prayer through every moment of your day. So when you are driving to work, just turn off the radio for a little bit. Turn off the radio and just start talking with God. When you are making a meal or washing dishes, just start talking with God. Share with Him some of your concerns and your ideas, your hopes for this area and for people that you know. When you come home from a long day of work or you're kind of in this mode of like, I just need to relax, before you turn on the TV, just spend a few more moments than you normally would praying to God. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. You don't necessarily have to close your eyes. You can just sit in that empty room and talk to God. We have instant and immediate access to God in heaven. Throughout each moment of your day, We want to be increasing our time in prayer. Whether you're doing some sort of leisure activity, whether you're out playing golf or doing something this summer, spend that time while you're out talking with God, having a conversation with Him. Because when we start increasing our time with God and talking with God, we will start to see things change in our life. And I can guarantee you that. We will start to experience life change we will start to become more sensitive to God's leading in our life. We will desire more things of God. When we start praying more, we will lessen our anxiety and worry in life. We will increase our joy when we start praying more. We will impact people's lives when we increase our time in prayer. And we will grow in our dependence on God. And so this week, what will that look like for you? In your bulletin, there was an insert, and it asks, how much time do you want to commit to praying to God more this week? I want you to think about that. You can write it down or just commit in your mind. How much more time do you want to commit to talking with God this week? And that doesn't necessarily have to be a formal time of prayer. This could just be, on my way to work, I'm going to, Just talk to God for a few more moments than I usually do. And you will start to see how the Holy Spirit starts to work in your life, in your heart. You will start to see God start to change things. And we will start to see God move in this area in a way that we haven't seen before. And we will see people come to Christ for eternal salvation. So this week, let us pray more. Let us lean into the potential of prayer and let us lean more into the power of prayer in our life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, we want to thank you for uh, just what you afford us in our walk with you. Lord, we pray that uh, this week uh, your spirit would convict us and move us to pray more to you, to talk more with you. Uh, throughout our day, whether that's small whispers to you, whether it's just in our mind, whether it's out loud, uh, whether there's eyes closed, 
eyes opened, however it would take shape, Lord, Lord, that our heart desire would move more towards having a conversation with you in our daily life. We know that can happen. And we pray through the power of the Holy Spirit that it will. In your name we pray. Amen.